I'm well rested. Uh, I'm feeling really good. I'm on my own time. Yeah, I mean, this quarantine has now been like a month, mm-hmm. solid month of uh, just not going anywhere. No sports except nope. for the, whatever god awful thing the horse competition is. Yeah, that didn't work. That it d- doesn't work. I it's saw Mike go- Conley won it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He actually made a shot for a change. I, I did not watch. <laughs> uh, I bet jazz fans are real amped about that going yeah. to next season. Got some momentum. Sure. I mean, that's what we thought this past summer. And you Mike know, Conley's got his confidence back. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to say. Desperate times. I guess. Call for desperate takes. I mean, if you want a really desperate take, they need to trade Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get into more of our uh, ridiculous hot takes. Uh, we're here to talk about NBA basketball. Uh, last week, if you missed it, uh, we talked about winners and losers of potentially a potentially canceled season. It was a lot of fun. We took some mm-hmm. shots at some uh, funny things. Sure did. Uh, it was a great time, and it was good to talk about basketball for a change, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what happened in this week in the NBA? I know not a lot's going on. So, yeah, but the Bulls did make a decision. Um, so we talked um, on our last pod about what we wanted them to do in their front office. So they had a couple openings because they let go of um, Foreman and Paxton. So, so far they've decided they're going to bring in Arturis um, uh Arnisivis, I practiced that earlier, but I messed it up now. Arnisivis <laughs> um, as executive VP of basketball ops. Um, in case wondering what that is, in the Chicago Bulls organization, that's that's the guy. So, that's the leader of the leadership yeah. council. So um, that's the guy who's going to be making all the decisions. Um, he was the Nuggets general manager. Um, he worked alongside Tim Conley in building um, this current iteration of the Nuggets. They they started on there in, in like 2013, 14, I think. So um, they were responsible for like the Jokic pick and Murray and Harris and all that. So I mean, they showed like after the whole Carmelo fallout and everything that like they could build a team. Um, I think it's kind of what Chicago was looking for here. Um, they're, they're still waiting to hire um, another um, general manager, someone who can work with them. Um, they've started some interviews, but they haven't decided on anything yet, but at least they got their main guy. Um, but it's just like, you can't knock the hire. I was, I still like our idea of let's bring in some former player, someone who's like a, got a basketball management mind. Um, Maybe as the GM, like that would work. Yeah, um, for sure. So someone else who could be in his ear, like this is what the NBA is and like becoming and all that. So um, not a bad hire. We'll, we'll give the Bulls like a solid B plus right now. Yeah, I mean he's kind of coming into some uh, interesting turmoil there in Chicago, especially yeah. with the reports that Laurie Markkinen uh, just doesn't want to be in Chicago. Not if happy. This, this is how it's gonna be. Um, so like. Uh, I mean, you invest what the ninth overall pick, seventh overall seventh. Pick, overall pick into this guy, and a few years in, he doesn't want to be be there anymore. So um, he's got to got to do some things and make some moves. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's one of those like you could package Laurie in like a draft trade if you wanted to, something like that um, for whenever the draft comes around, um, whether that's more in the summer or more. You know, if this the whole thing gets delayed into August or something, um, maybe that's an option for you. Like you try and move up or 
I don't know, some, like just something to kind of change the fates going on in Chicago right now because it's bleak. There's talent, but somehow it's still bleak, um, which props to the Bulls because not a lot of teams can do that, but you, <laughs> you've done it. Um, the other bit of news, um, because we're just kind of coming around to that time, is the NBA hasn't changed um, like when players are allowed to declare um, for the draft, and NCAA seems to be appearing like they're hoping to proceed as normal in the fall. So kids are having to make decisions on where they're going to school um, for next year or if they're entering the NBA. Um, the one we're going to spotlight is, and it's pretty recent news, is Jalen Green. Um, depending on what website you look at, he's the number three prospect um, in the country, maybe the number one, um, depending on what site you look at. But somewhere, pretty much every site, he's one, two, or three. Um, he's a senior in high school. He, along with Isaiah Todd, who's pretty consensus ranked as like the number 13 player in the class, um, have both decided to skip college and just go straight to the G League. Now, not in a traditional G League team format, um, they've revamped it for this coming year, is that they'll be on a elite select prospect program um, in the G League where they'll play exhibition games, do some training, weightlifting, um, NBA life skills classes, um, maybe some international exhibition work. Same way like how the NBA brings over international teams to do some preseason work or their NBA teams, um, something similar to that is what they're signing up for right now. Um, so they're going to skip college, and then next um, summer or whenever the draft you know ends up falling, they'll be eligible um, for the 2021 NBA draft. Green is one of the guys that is being considered as a potential number one overall pick. He's that 6'6 combo guard that you can give the ball to, and he's going to go make a play. Um, Isaiah Todd's more of a 6'10 power forward who... You know, if the shot is there, could be a really, really nice stretch four. Or if the body fills out, maybe more of a NBA five. Um, but some interesting ideas, um, interesting players there to kind of jumpstart this program that the G League is wanting to do. Um, Adam Silver's said they did not like losing LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton to Australia last year. And so they kind of upped the what they had set up for these guys um, to entice them to come. And as of right now, um, you got two of the top 15 kids in the country. So, I mean, that's a that's a win. Yeah, I think, like, that's a huge deal. Is like, as totally a viable option for these kids who don't want to deal with the NCAA. NCAA and, and their shenanigans, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you don't have to risk your body too much. Like, there's pretty much little risk and high reward. Like, you're getting mm-hmm. paid sooner. Um, I mean, like, the only downside is, like, if teams like get into your medical history and it's not great but i mean honestly why wouldn't you do this if you're yeah they're able to make money it's kind of a high risk high reward um idea because you know you see top 10 recruits going to college and like it just doesn't work like for for whatever reason like they don't succeed in college um you saw like with EJ Montgomery at Kentucky, like he was recruited like and ranked a spot higher than Zion, and like in two years at Kentucky, averages like six points and four rebounds a game. And it's like if this guy would have done this G League program, like would have still equally been exposed, and you can't go back to college, like right because you play in a pro league, like you can't go play college basketball now. So like the reward of this program is if you work out and there's a ton of scouts to see you and you're staying in America and everything. If you work out, you're going to be a lottery probably pick or a first round pick. But if it doesn't work out, like you're instantly just 
to the G, like normal G League or going overseas, which maybe that was your path anyway. If you went one and done in college, but like it wasn't a good one and done. Maybe that's what was going to happen anyway, but I don't know. I, I like the idea of this league. The real question is going to be, will this make people want to watch? And if it doesn't, then I don't know. Is the NBA going to be like, how much money are we going to funnel into this? But if people will watch um, their games and maybe G League games, then I think the NBA is like, we'll invest more into this type of program. Because this could be a really cool thing if it works out. And I, this is not the time or podcast for it, but the, there is some real potential in the G League like to form a really cool developmental system. Yeah, I mean, look at minor league baseball. Like, you're not necessarily watching that on TV necessarily, but you get to, get pe- to get people into the stands and just, like, have that atmosphere mm-hmm. of doing what, like, you're playing yeah. basketball, right? Getting yeah. people invested into the game of basketball, not mm-hmm. just uh, being fans of whatever. Yeah. The Calgary, I don't yeah. know, Flames or whatever you want to call it. That That's a hockey team, I know, but... <clears throat> You get the point. It's like you want local investment and local yeah. uh, uh, people invested, and then they'll eventually, hopefully, be NBA fans. Yeah. But the idea is like, could you go put a G League team in like Cincinnati, and like they're the G League affiliate for like the Cleveland Cavaliers? So it's like still an Ohio based city. And I mean, I know they're on different parts of the state, but Ohio's not that big. Like, it's like you put a G League team there, you get people to invest, there's lots of people to attend, and then. You know, it's reasonable that then they would be Cleveland Cavalier fans. So, like, right. they're they're seeing the process um, and, like, the farm system. So, like, it could be a really cool um, jump start to, like, get that going more. Because the G League's expanded now to, I think, 28 teams, 29th team on the way. Um, kind of like the Pelicans are finally getting a G League team. Um, and that'll be up and running in a couple years. So, like, if every team can get a G League team, you know, we have these select programs for elite high school guys because it's one and done things, not changing really anytime soon like this could be really um enticing definitely to the kids but hopefully also to the fans um who at this point you know when all this comes back like maybe they're just like i just need to watch basketball yep. whenever it's on i don't care who's playing because there are some good players in the g league for sure um because i don't like if you put jalen green just into the g league or isaiah todd just into the g league like i'm not saying it's going to go great because one you're playing in timbuktu yeah. Not not literally, but like you're playing in like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, though. Like that's literal. Um, how's that gonna go? If you're living in one of those cities, like how's that gonna go? Probably not great. Um, but also like there's a lot of good players, like guys who are like all conference for four years in college, or were you know like SEC, like they were a standout, but they you know, it just didn't work in the NBA for their first try or whatever. Like um, I know Sam Vecini over at the Athletic, who's like their big college um, basketball NBA draft. Um, guys like tweeted out like the roster of like the um the the swarm the hornets affiliate and like it's literally like 10 guys who have like major accolades from their college um basketball days and like we're really good players just didn't work out in the nba put jalen green in that situation like i mean he might score 20 but like it's not gonna look good right he might take 20 shots to get there yeah um and so it's just like, is that who you really want to be throwing this guy up against? And that was literally the worst team in the league last year. So it's like, probably not. And if the kid doesn't want to go to Europe or go to Australia and either get the RJ Hampton treatment, which like he played, but like not a ton, like, cause it's a challenging um, experience. Cause those are grown adults. Like LaMelo Ball, like got to shoot everything, 
but his team sucked. Mm. Like, literally, like, the worst team. So, like, I don't know. Like, is that really good for your development either? Of, like, just chucking 30 shots? No. No? So, like, it. I think this could be a nice little program. Train, play some games, get some experience. Literally talk to NBA coaches and um, former NBA players on your team and, like, just get good advice. I think that's the whole point. Get good advice here. Yeah, kind of just, like, get get into the system of the NBA and yeah. understand like the business side of the NBA, right? Know what you're getting into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's more than just basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It would be fascinating. I and think like that, I like a, any type of minor league system would be great outside of baseball because baseball sucks. Uh, cause they have like eight farm systems like going on yeah. like, eight levels of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause like, I, I don't know. I want more basketball. Like I would yeah. be more like if there was a local Tulsa team, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Like, and again, this is for another pod, but like, you can map out a pretty reasonable like destination for every single NBA team to have a G League team mm-hmm. that's close and like makes sense like fan wise to like attract fans. So um, it would make sense. I, I I think if you market it the right way. You keep the money like right, like it's not too expensive. Like you can't be paying to go to a G League game the same way you pay to go to a Thunder game. Um, it could work, for sure, so. for sure. Um, moving on to our big topic of today, top our only topic of yeah. today, Matt. But there's we're, a lot. We're gonna do awards. We're gonna talk through our awards. Yep. Because uh, the season was supposed to end. We're recording on April seventeenth. Uh, supposed to end on April fifteenth. It's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> I want basketball back so bad, man. Uh, so we're just going to talk about who our votes would be for MVP, six man, what we gave our at the beginning of the season, our prediction podcast, um, all that fun stuff. And then we'll do all NBA teams, first, second, and third, yep. which I'm really excited about. Yeah. I don't think we did that last year, did we? I don't think so. Growth. Yeah. That's yeah, what this is. Gr- yep. So next year, we'll we'll have it on. Um, so we'll say our preseason and then what we're thinking now. So preseason MVP. I mean, we knew it was probably going to be Harden or Giannis. Like, but now it, it's Giannis. I said Harden. <laughs> I just said to mix Giannis. it up. I said Giannis. Yeah, but we're both, I think, on the boat of like, yeah. I don't know how he doesn't repeat his yeah. performance. Part, and I remember last saying season. like. I just don't know if the media is really inclined to give back-to-back MVP yeah. awards. Like, that just doesn't happen a lot. Like, even LeBron doesn't really get that treatment. Um, but, yeah, Giannis deserves it. It's crazy. It didn't even, like, James Harden, we thought, would, like, you know, continue his crazy, uh, like, with this, like, offense. And he really kind of flattened off. And, like, LeBron James was the person to kind of take that two spot, yeah. really, in MVP voting. Um, didn't really see that. And he flirted with... I guess a lot of people of like being MVP. I didn't see that because he didn't play the same as Giannis did yeah. all year. Yeah, and that's part of it is the all year component for Giannis is like he was really good from game one all the way till the season got cut short. Like LeBron was obviously incredible, mm. but at the same time, like he probably played at an MVP caliber for eighty percent yeah. of the season, or as Giannis did it for hundred percent of the season. Yeah, the Lakers are number one in the West. Bucks are number one in the East and and deserve that due, and they were probably the better team. Um, and also, to me, what leans it in favor of Giannis is he doesn't have Anthony Davis. 
So like his job's instantly harder than he LeBron's. Did, yeah, he did have Chris Middleton, who was like having really good year, a career year. Like, but it's not Anthony Davis. It's not the same. Your year would be correct. So six man. Yeah. Um. I at the beginning of the year, and honestly, this this pick would have worked. Um, but he started too many games. Was Spencer Dinwiddie? Mm. And I mean, he averaged twenty. Really good player for the Nets. Um, at times was the only competent sane person out there on the floor um so i felt good about that he just ended up starting this year a lot more um i said dot 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 but coos and lou are right there also sweet lou williams so i mean and lou williams yes he was of course um doing his thing coos that did not work out this year yeah he i mean he has that injury didn't really play all that much until what December I yeah. want to say and like average like 12 points a game I mean like five rebounds like wasn't anything special didn't look good defensively and that was the weird thing I mean we knew that going into the year is that his fit would be kind of weird and with, I don't think they ever figured that out yeah with LeBron and Anthony Davis yeah um especially with Anthony Davis unwilling to play the five yeah um it's just kind of a weird. So like Kuzma, he's not a two, right? He's not a five. Like he really is like a four who can maybe play three if he's like shooting well. But then he didn't shoot well this year. He shot like thirty percent from three. Right. So um, that that one was definitely wrong. Um, Looking at it now, though, I mean, definitely looked at Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, but it's kind of hard to deny Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, I mean that. Oh my goodness, he had a year. Um, Did. I wasn't really expecting that from him. Uh, that group in Oklahoma City really found a stride there with that three-guard lineup of, mm-hmm. and Gallinari and Adams. I know we've talked about it on multiple podcasts, but uh, Dennis Schroeder certainly benefited, it seems like, the most. I mean, he scored that. 19 a game. Yeah, off the bench, and at times looked like one of the best players mm-hmm. on the floor for the Thunder. Um, he was a bucket getter. Yeah, and his three-point shooting was really good this mm-hmm. year, really consistent. I don't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but um, I had Montrez Harrell as six man. Um, but I, my pick is also Dennis Schroeder. I think he was by far the best player to come off the first best player to come off the bench. Yeah, part of my reasoning also for picking Schroeder, and it's borderline that we what I just mentioned with the Giannis LeBron thing is um, Lou Will has Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. And Montrez Harrell. And Dennis Schroeder, like, don't get me wrong, like SGA and CP3 and Gallinari are all really good players, but they're not that same level of the Clippers guys, like, for a reason. Um, so Schroeder doing what he does and it being as effective as it was, like, that's also what helped tilt my decision in his favor. Yeah, it, it was a fun year for him. I, a little disappointed that we're not going to get to see that Thunder team play in the playoffs more than likely really raise some havoc yeah just like cause some chaos and it's disappointing not to see that but uh you know unexpected thing here defensive play of the year i listed Embiid at the beginning of the year he only ended up playing like 44 games though so even if he was an elite defender and i mean don't worry he was really good i can't give him to him anyway for only playing 44 games um so I had it like narrowed down to three guys, and one, I find it funny that it was really three guys with the same body type. Anthony Davis, who's like 6'10", 250, 260. Long arms. Yeah. Anthony, um, so Anthony Davis, Giannis, 6'10", 
Mm. Like 6'10", 6'11", <laughs> 240, 250. And then Ben Simmons, 6'10", 240, 250. Like, there, there's kind of a pattern with the guys that I had to narrow down to. Um, I ultimately went with Anthony Davis here. Okay. So, I think this is the one we're going to um, differ on. And part of it was, I don't think anyone expected the Lakers to have a defense like they had this year. Like, they legitimately had a top three defense. Yeah. I mean, they were... I, I didn't expect the Lakers to be what they were. Yes. I think we had talked about them maybe being in the second tier of West teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because I didn't love the rest of the roster. Right, right. Like, it's LeBron Davis and then some guys. It's a bunch of okay pieces, yeah. right? Like, it's not... I mean, Danny Green is the next best player. Yeah. That, but, like, even guys we expected production out of didn't... Like, Rajon Rondo was useless. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I got Anthony Davis, LeBron James, that combo was so good on yeah. offense. But then defensively, like it you really said, was Davis that anchored yeah. that team. Yeah, they getting blocks, rebounds. I mean, yeah, he really did it all. Like he could, I felt really confident in him, like switching defensively, mm. guarding like really any two through five in the NBA, and even at times depending on the team, like one through five. Like he really did it all. Like he was disruptive on defense like and like you could say lebron is at his best the best defender in the league and that's probably true but like lebron doesn't play like that all the time because he conserves it for offense so for davis to play the way he does on offense and then still play the way he does on defense like it almost shouldn't impact the way i think about defense player but it does Mm -hmm. because you're not exerting all your energy on defense and yet he was still maybe the most destructive player in the league like at, at every level For on sure. defense that's kind of how i felt about him this year and i don't know like big men just tend to anchor defenses so yeah they get more of those blocks because yeah. <laughs> uh, i was everything's flowing to them yeah i also like to add to your list i looked at Kawhi and yeah. and your boy marcus smart i had him yeah probably in my top like six yeah i think yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's like, man, could I, like, really, quote-unquote, vote for Marcus Smart? Um, because he was that anchor for the Celtics, yeah. right? Like, on defense. Like, he's that hard. And he always player. guarded the best player. Yes. Um, I ended up... I picked Giannis preseason, and I'm picking Giannis here. Mm, sticking with it. Yeah, it's selection bias, Matt. <laughs> I just think he was the best player on both ends of the floor, all year, and I think it's a major reason why he's the MVP. Yeah, um, it's not just that offensive game for him; it's what he brings to defense as well. Um, he's not always guarding the best player, which is a knock for his defensive player of the year candidate candidacy. Um, probably why won't he he won't win it in real life? I think Simmons probably has the best ch- chance. Simmons, and we'll talk about him here in a moment. But Simmons was really good this yeah. year. Yeah, uh, are not uh, criticisms. Criticisms of Simmons were not because of defense. Uh, I just think Giannis, best team, best player, best defensive player. Like, yeah, I, that's kind of how I see it. I guess. I mean, they really did have the best defense in the league, right? Too. Like, and he kind of didn't. He didn't have like the typical help he did last year from like brooke lopez or like he had good players around him but he was by far the best defensive player on that team yeah and like yeah lopez was still a good defender this year 
um, Parvitz's system, right. like, uh, of what they do. Like, Middleton was still a good defender this year. Yep. Um, Bledsoe, you know, again, faults on him offensively, but still a really good defender. Like, they kind of had, like... West probably, Matthews. Yeah. yeah, like, the best team in terms of, like, personnel for defense. Um, I mean, maybe Philly would also take that argument, but... Um, Phillies is for different reasons. Phillies was just based out of size and overwhelming you that way. Milwaukee, it's more like positionally, they really just had good defenders at all five spots. Basically, whenever they wanted to put that guy in, um, they could. So, like, I think that did hurt Giannis's candidacy for me. Is like, whereas the Lakers, some they were playing like KCP and um, <laughs> Alex Caruso and Rondo Kuzma. and stuff and Kuzma. Yeah, it's like. He's out there with those guys, and yeah, I don't feel as good for about sure. um, that. So I've favored Davis, but we'll touch on Simmons real quick. So, I mean, we knew Philly was going to be a great defensive team just because of the way they built their team. And, again, the criticisms for the entire team were going to be offense. Like, we were worried, like, they might only score 90 points a game, but they might hold opponents to 85 points a game, so, like, you win the game. Um, that's how basketball works. <laughs> so Simmons, um, the, the stat that favors him the most is – he played the highest percentage of minutes against the team's best player while he was on defense. Mm. He guarded the best player every single time, um, which is something we just talked about with Giannis. Like, he didn't always do. Um, and Davis, it's kind of the same thing because he is a true four, maybe five. Like, just not quite. Um, his role, whereas Simmons, I, even if you think he's a forward, he plays like a guard. And so he guards pretty much one through five. Um, they could switch everything if they wanted to, um, or if they just wanted to switch actions on the perimeter, he can guard one through four fairly easily. I mean, quick ones are a little tougher for him, but like, I mean, for the most part, like he's a freak athlete. He can recover. Right. It's fine. Um, another just, he disrupted a lot. He really was probably the reason Philly's defense was top six. Um, I think they finished six in terms of defense, defensive efficiency this year, but more than Embiid, he probably was what made that defense go this year and Embiid missed some games but it's not like Josh Richardson's a good defender but like he wasn't the reason they were a good defender same right. thing with like right. Tobias Harris he can at least be average um Al Warford again was at least average this year on defense like everyone they could put out there was at least about average and Simmons was really the one though I think all year long made them um a great team on that side of the ball for sure just at the end of the day, I think Davis, I mean, the Lakers defense was better. The Lakers were a better team. He had to do more offensively than I think than Simmons did. Mm. So whether that should factor into it or not on the offensive bit, it does for me enough as like what's going to like slightly give you the edge. And so that's why I lean Davis. But I mean, really, you can make an argument for all three. Yeah. And like, because you're not wrong. Sim Simmons was, I mean, like you can like see the clips of him just like out near half court, just picking guys up and like stealing the ball. And he's like, this is mine now. Yeah. It's kind of like almost like with Kawhi when you were right. like, you can't dribble around me. Right. Like he had that effect um, for good chunks of the year um, on players that he would just overwhelm. Um, so like, that's impressive. But at the same time, um, I, it makes sense to lean other guys. Also those other two options, no true big men though. Yeah, our, strange. Yeah, no Gobert. No Gobert. Um, and we said Embiid didn't play enough games. Um, and Kawhi, again, he played, he could maybe play enough games, but, you know. 
All right, rookie of the year. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go since. So I I picked John Morant. Was that Zion? But for saying someone else, John Morant, or were you just John Morant all year? I think I was John Morant all year. That's impressive. Because I said I don't think Zion's gonna play enough games this year to win rookie of the year. Yeah. And I said I, I'm pretty sure it was John Morant. And then. You okay, I'm, pi- I'm picking John Moran. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good this year. Um, if Zion would have got to play the last 20 games, it would have been really maybe, close. It would have been if, close. If he would have got the Pelicans to the playoffs, then maybe you could have said Zion. Um, but yeah, Jaws, he's got to be the candidate this year. Yeah, I think like that. He just like has. He has those moments as a rookie, you're not supposed to be doing the things that mm-hmm. he was doing. He's trying to murder everybody. <laughs> he murdered Aaron Baines. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, I just think that, I don't know, like going forward, I don't know what like John, Mar- John Morant's career looks like, but he's a fun guy to build around. He's fun to, yeah. to have on your team. I don't know if he's going to have a better career than Zion. Like That would be really hard. Probably for not. That would be a hard thing to convince me of. But to say like he's in a completely different class than Zion is like... That's, that's probably a reach now. Yeah, yeah, like now you'd be like, no, what? They're they're probably a lot closer than people realize. Um, Jaw is closer to Zion than he is co- closer to RJ Barrett. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. That way, I think. Uh huh. Um, I had said at the time I was hoping for Zion. Yeah. Because I think there was just that bit of like, please play. Yeah. Um, and he really he was scheduled to play earlier than he ended up right. debuting. Like. He used to come out like a month and a half before. Like December. And, and like he just frame. never got to. Um, they just were like, we're going to be extra cautious. and Practice and all. time and all yeah. that stuff. So I get it. Um, I had said if you made me say someone else, I went Jarrett Culver. Um, just because I thought he was going to be asked to do a lot in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I thought the Minnesota team was going to be better than they were. Obviously with the cat injury and everything, that team fell off a cliff. Um, I, I still have a little hope in Jarrett Culver. But yeah, John Morant's the obvious candidate this year like getting memphis to basically 500 and the eighth spot in the west like they there was a really good chance they were making the playoffs um that that's impressive because i thought memphis is going to win like 15 20 games this year yeah i mean that's kind of what we pegged them as like this ragtag group of like typical memphis guys Dylan right? brooks <laughs> yeah. Jonas valanchunas like jaron jackson like we knew he was a nice player but like he, you know, what is he going to do without Mike Conley? And right. what's that going to look like? And it's not like they got a ton back in the Mike Conley trade either, like Grayson Allen and Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. Like, so um, it made sense to not think very highly of the Grizzlies coming into the year, but I mean, it really was because of John Morant. Yeah, that I mean, like that was different. It was all him. And like, if his shot progresses and like is consistent enough for him to mm-hmm. hit, this kid's really scary. Like, he's, yeah. I think you've, we keep talking about this, but he is the next prototypical Russell Westbrook, as yeah. close as you can get to a Russell Westbrook, because yeah. um, he is so much fun to watch. He is, yeah. They've got a good one um, there. So next one is most improved. Um, we don't mean to agree on so many of these, but I mean sometimes it's so obvious. This most improved, you can make a case for a couple different people, I guess. But um, I had said Justice Winslow at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, again, thought he was going to be a, a big part of that Miami Heat um, rise. I yep. mean, I know they had acquired Butler, but um, it just didn't work out, and there's so many injuries going on with him. Um, but now, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I said Jalen Brown uh, to start the year. I thought he was going to take a step. 
He did? He did take yeah. a step, just not that kind of step, like the Jason Tatum step. Yeah. Um, I also picked Brandon Ingram. You can make the case. Siakam again? Siakam. You can make the case for Tatum. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it would be a stretch. Trey Young, maybe, or Luka um, yeah. for most improved. But. Yeah. I mean, the stats, like, really good um, for Trey Young. Luka, like, he got the Mavericks to the playoffs. Um, but they did also pick up Porzingis, so it's, like, hard to tell, like, where's the line there. Um, be, yeah, there could be, like, a handful of guys in the discussion, but really, to me, it's probably more Siakam or um, Ingram. Yeah, I think Ingram, for me, like, he was was Zion out the focal point of that offense. Mm-hmm. And he was, what, 24 points per game? Yeah. Creating playmaking for that team and also defending at a really high level, which, like, we haven't really seen all three of those phases yeah. in his career yet to this point. And watching as many Pelicans games as I did, I just think he can be as elite as, like, a Ben Simmons type. Yeah. But with more offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, the the thing. It's like the inverse of their games it's it's not he's not as bad defensively as simmons is bad offensively mm. in terms of like what you would normally expect now simmons can still do a lot of good things offensively for sure and ingram can still do a lot of good things defensively but yeah if he buys in on that side like there's a uh, an elite player there and like we said like the offense was incredible like cuz sometimes there was no spacing on that floor um for him cuz lonzo like did improve um mm-hmm. this year for but, sure um if he he was out there at times and didn't give great spacing drew holiday is a, a good shooter but teams don't like respect him to like we're not leaving him mm-hmm. um favors out there doesn't really um do much for you offensively Redick. um reddick if he's running around will help you out but he's older so he can only play so many minutes but yeah so it really was all eyes on ingram and he he proved it all year I think that's part of it, too, is from all year long, he was the best player on the court for the Pelicans. The shooting was so much better this year. Yeah. Like, he could get to his spot. He had, like, post-up moves. He, like, used his length. Yes. Which, it, he was always, obviously, like, incredibly long, but, like, he never used it quite right mm. and didn't know how to. Um, but he's put on a little weight now. He's been in the NBA a few years, and it's like, if he got a smaller guard on him, he's like, oh, this is a post up spin yep. move baseline kobe and that's going in yeah so um i think that was that was really cool to see for the pelicans yeah the pelicans are gonna be dangerous next year i think they're the team that's gonna take that like nugget sleep where they're like barely out of the playoffs but then next year maybe firmly yeah. in the playoffs yeah all right so now we have all nba so we'll we'll do first second third teams um with what we we didn't have preseason on this, so this is just um, what we've seen throughout the year. And I, honestly, though, if you have asked me at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have picked a lot of the guys I I have or slotted them where I had them. Um, now, yeah, for sure, my second team I think would be way different. Mm-hmm. Second team and on would be way different. So, um, first team, Ryan, who are your first team guards? So my first team guards, I think this is. Might be unanimous across all the NBA, but James Harden and Luka Doncic. Yeah, I, I I have a hard time with James Harden, but if you look at the other guards, it's like there's not really anybody else vying for that spot. If you yeah, especially if you look at stats, like there is a gap. Um, 
the the sour taste with Harden is how the season ended for him. Right. Like he just didn't have a good last month of the year. Um, and Westbrook really took over, and that's true. And yet he still averaged thirty five a game. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so, like there was a stretch at the beginning of the season where he was like averaging forty, right? Yeah, it like was legitimately. Insane. Uh, which is just not. no one's done that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like his scoring is incredible and that's why he's first team yeah um so you gotta give him that spot luca i mean what he's done with the mavericks this year has been incredible i mean he's a bigger guy but he really is the point guard on that team like he makes that show run all eyes are on him all the time um even when porzingis plays like he still probably hasn't got that respect back from the nba yet um coming off injuries and everything and it really wasn't for him Till the last um, good chunk of the season that he really started to come on also. Like when Luka was in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, Przingis, if they make it click next year, yeah. that's another team that could be fun. But Luka this, same time. Luka this year, he was incredible. He was playmaking, doing everything he was last year, just better and more mm-hmm. efficient. Yeah. Um, which made him rookie of the year. Now, in his second year, first team All-NBA, which... Uh, I don't think many people do. Yeah. I, I think the list yeah. of names would would be pretty short. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm good with those. Those are the same guards I had. Um, forwards, I mean, they were the number one and two guys in our MVP vote. So Giannis, LeBron. For sure. I mean, yep. it's kind of just enough said yep. with those guys. Um, and then center, we both had Jokic. Old man. Oh, man. Old man game. If you take out that first first month, I think he's probably the third MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, if you were look like if I were to fill out a ballot, he would probably be my third MVP candidate. We talked about the Nuggets last week in episode sixty seven, mm-hmm. um, and I would struggle. Uh, like, there's not anyone else on that roster who just like screams like this is what makes us a top four seed in the West. I think that's why I, one of the, definitely a big reason why I put him in my first team is because it's not like Jamal Murray had a great year. Right. Gary Harris was a little down. Will Barton was like good for Will Barton standards. Paul Millsap was fine. I, yeah, it's, how did that team win so many games? Right. And it really was Jokic. For uh, sure. And like Jokic, uh, I mean, I think the best center all year. He did things. I mean, he was making cra- crazy shots um, and just being really efficient, too. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just willing Denver to not slip below the four. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it was at times, it mm-hmm. felt like. Um, I mean, not to say Murray didn't have spurts where he was really good, but I mean, Jokic all year outside of that first month was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I completely agree. Like, his offensive game was so ridiculously good. Mm. And defensively, he wasn't bad either. Right. Like, he wasn't a complete dumpster fire. Like, at least he could be in the way and, like, and then secure the rebound and outlet it and, like, get it going. Um, yeah, he's not Anthony Davis or um, Joel Embiid or Rudy Gobert. Like, he doesn't have to be. Um, I think everything else that he does um, gets him that first team nod. So, second team is where we'll start to have some differing opinions i don't feel great about my second second or third yeah. team to be honest yeah there's a lot of mixture of guys it's like you feel it could probably go either way or could just be left off altogether yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing so guards for me 
guards for me are Damian Lillard <laughs> and Ben Simmons. Ooh. And I really struggle with that Simmons pick. I mean, we talked about how good he was defensively. But offensively, it was a train wreck at times. At times, yeah. If he didn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, it, it, he literally cannot do anything else on offense. <sighs> but it, the defense is so good. Yeah. That I think he can make a pretty valid case for his... Because, like, if you look at the other guards I had consideration for, Westbrook, Butler, Paul George, maybe as a second team, but he only played 42 games. Yeah, that's hard. Mitchell or Walker. I mean, I don't feel great about picking any of those guys. Yeah, above Simmons. Above Simmons? So, I mean, I guess Simmons kind of has to take that spot. He did something at an incredibly elite level this year. Right. Right. So, and it did impact winning. So I get that. Um, my guards, so I had Lillard. Mm. Um, I tend not to vote guys that, that high if their teams are not particularly good. But, I mean, that team was just ravished with injuries. Um, and just there was... He had that week where he was... Like, he was literally going for, like, 50. It was torching <laughs> everyone. And, like, I can't... I'm the same way. And I, I, your other guard, I think I know who it is. And I knocked him for that. Yeah. For not being, like, on a good team, but you can make the same case, right? Um, yeah, because my other guard was Brad Beal. So, like, yeah. Like, you can, like, if you're... The Wizards had a better chance of making the playoffs in the East than the Trailblazers did making it in the West. The Trailblazers were essentially out of the playoff yeah. race, in my mind. Whereas, like, the Wizards, like, honestly, if they got to play out the year, like, I wouldn't have been shocked, and I had said this on a previous pod, like, if they snuck in as the eight. Um because Brad Beal was lighting the world on fire yeah, after the All-Star game. Yeah, a couple back-to-back games where he dropped 50, and they lost both of those I games. I know, I know. Like, he came out pissed that he yeah. missed the All-Star game. Um, and he did, like, a pod with Zach Lowe. He's like, I didn't want to take that away from, like, the guys who didn't make it and, like, protest on Twitter and all this stuff. But he's like, I was mad about it. Like, who wouldn't be? Um, right. He averaged 30 this year. <laughs> um, and, I mean, was willing the Wizards, who was, like, Ish Smith was playing like twenty plus minutes a game as point guard. It was guard. him. It was Brad Beal, Bartans, and like no one else. Exactly, and yet the Wizards were like still like in the playoff hunt, and <laughs> everyone knew it was just Bartans shooting threes and Beal doing everything else. Like that was their offense. Um, Rui had some good moments as a rookie, but that that's more going to the point of like why Beal deserves a lot of um, love. Uh, Again, I tend not to vote guys that high, but. Those guys were on a different level offensively than pretty much anyone else. Like, I mean, Harden had it for most of the year. Lillard and Beal had it for most, if not all, of the year. Um, just a slight tick below Harden, and Harden was on a better team. Lillard, I, I almost debated putting him first team. The knock is if his team was in the playoffs, like yeah. I would probably put him first team, but. Like you said, his team is just so bad. Yeah. Like, record shouldn't matter in all NBA to me. And, like, if you looked at probably both of our rosters, like, the 15 guys, like, it does matter. It does show up. But, like, there's got to be an exception to the rule every now and again. Right. And, like, I mean, if one out of 15 guys, that's, I mean, about 6%. Right. right? Okay. Like, you can add that much um, variance. So, I had those two guys um, as my guards for a second team just because... I mean, they they kept two horrible teams away from being the number one draft slot, <laughs> and the almost Knicks, yeah, essentially. and and Beal's case almost got into the playoffs, and yeah. Lord's case, like at least they were within you know sniffing distance 
of it. So I rewarded those guys as my guards. For sure. Forwards. I have Kawhi and Anthony Davis here. So do I. Yeah, I think those are pretty... I mean, the forwards... I, the, I, It's so tricky with forwards because, like, once you get into that forward guard spot, like, PG, where does he land? Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of weird, but I, I think those guys are definitely unanimous. The next second team forwards. Yeah. Centers? So, uh, I had Adebayo. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I just went ahead and put him in there. Um, offensively, he was really good. I mean, not it's not Jokic offense because right. they're not asked to do the same things um, necessarily in terms of scoring, but like just the way like the Heat ran so much through him this year, um, like it was really him and Butler running that offense, defended at a super high level and, too, and that's what ultimately put him over the rest of the guys. Think about one, he played like every game. He played like 65 games this year. Like he, he played every time. Um, so that's a big plus for me. Um, cause it's hard to be a defensive anchor every single night. And mm-hmm. he, and he was, um, he could guard one through five. I mean, just straight up, he guarded everybody. Um, whatever system Miami or Eric Spolstra wanted to run, could run Eric, um, Bam Adebayo did it perfectly. So I'm pretty satisfied, um, with his offense enough to say like the defense, Plus the way they ran the offense through him, including like passing, like he averaged like five assists a game, mm-hmm. like that's ridiculous um, from a center, and he he just did everything for them. And I'm I'm here for guys who will do it all on both sides of the court, and he he was kind of the epitome of that. I'm doing everything a one through five would do on offense and defense. It's really like what's keeping him from being like a superstar is like jump shots. If he could figure out a consistent jump shot, like. He, he would be maybe the dominating center in the league. For sure, but. yeah. He's going to – I think he has another step to take. I think you're right. Good um, thing he's only like in his like second or third year in the league. <laughs> it was just crazy, yeah. Uh, coming out of Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kid can play, for sure. Um, I think that Heat team's really interesting. I thought we were – I think we were both agreed that they were kind of in a corner in terms of salary cap. And now with finding of, like, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, finding rookies or young guys on rookie deals, plus finding Jimmy Butler, just a disgruntled superstar, and getting Philly to take back what they took back. Like, that's how you get out of it. Right. Good drafts, good free agent moves. Or, finding or guys moves. in the G League. Yeah. Um, Duncan, Duncan Rob- Robinson. Yeah, Duncan exactly. Robinson. Um, Chris Silva. So, and make a roster out of those guys, and, like, it works. Um, they've done a good job building that team. So sure. I don't mean to put Adebayo up there as like a praise for how the Heat have rebuilt it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's but, just a... But, added, there, but there is a bit of that. Like, yeah. this team could have like been out of the playoffs like pretty reasonably. And yet they're like foundationally like in like that top four or five um, in the East. My center is Joel Embiid. I, I struggled with that. Because of the games played, right? Because of the games played. Yeah. When he did play, though, it was pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a hard time putting like Gobert, uh, like in that second team slot because of what Embiid does on the floor yeah. when he does play. Maybe I mean he was essentially done the rest of the year, but maybe if he plays, it would be a different story. I don't yeah. know. Um, I just have Joel Embiid defensively, offensively, one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he deserves that second team spot. Even though 
he did play all of the games like bam out of my yeah yeah and it's it's probably the games played that threw it off most for me with him that he missed a quarter of the season that we did have and i didn't anticipate him playing the rest of the year so he only ended up playing close to half and this isn't an awards based off of what would have happened this is an awards based off like where the season did end. that's good point um so but still he missed 25 percent of it then um so that was hard to kind of get over for me and yeah the defense was good it wasn't as good as i think everyone thought it was going to be like he wasn't like elite elite but like just a touch below that um i get the pick it's just it's the games played that just held me up yeah and like i still struggle with that like if i had actual ballot i i would have a hard time hitting send on this (laughs) Uh, i would have to think about it more but for now joel and beats my second team yeah third team so uh i'm not i don't know what yours are so i can only see mine um my guards are so simmons You'd already included yep. him. Um, Simmons and then Chris Middleton. Ooh. So I have uh, Bradley Beal, who you had yeah. on second team. He has to be included. I think so. Uh, and my little guard, CP3. I, I thought about him. He, I thought about him real hard. He was the best player in the last five minutes of any game, like in the yeah. NBA this season. All the crunch time stats say Chris Paul was elite. Um, and that's like kind of what he did with Oklahoma City. That I mean, we both projected Vegas had them at thirty wins, and they finished. Maybe they finished the season with forty. Yeah, like that's in large part to Chris Paul and his crunch time minutes. I just who he goes in over is kind of like, ooh man, that's tough. But I just think like looking at other guards, he is the better better yeah. player here. Yeah, and I, he was one of the you know few guards that I was also considering. Um, We'll run through who we were also considering after this, but um, my my top we've already talked about the Simmons bit, the the defense and everything. Um, he deserved a spot. So Middleton, we we hinted at this. He was having a career year. So he, I actually have Middleton as a forward. Ooh, because he, it's hard because he is, he did play both. Yeah. Um, for Milwaukee, it's like okay, was Wes Matthews a forward or was he a guard? <laughs> and DiVincenzo is he a guard? Is he a forward? Like all these guys are like the same build. Yeah. It's just. You know, a matter of semantics. Um, NBA needs to figure that out. <laughs> um, averaging like 21, 6, and 4. He, On 50, 40, 90, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like literally like a tenth of a percent away from being a 50, 40, 90 guy. So I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. And we're going to round up. Um, 50, 40, 90 guy. That's incredible. On a Bucks team, yes, he's playing with Giannis. Um, and so the eyes are obviously there. But like everyone knows Chris Middleton, the baller. And they know, like, you can't leave him as a shooter. Um, and so, like, for him to average basically it's 15 shots, almost 16 shots a game, only took about five and a half threes a game. So, like, he was willing to, like, get to the rack or put the ball on the deck this year and obviously still kept those percentages. Um, so to shoot the way he shot, to have that diverse game, he's on the best team in the league. Yeah, that's for more because of Giannis. But, like, if he wasn't having this type of season, like, I don't know if, I don't know if the Bucks would have had as much of a gap as they had this year. Um, if he would have played like he did last year, like they still have been really good. Um, but you know, there's a there's times where Milton is some like the go to guy because he can score at all three levels, whereas yeah. Giannis just can't yet. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is like he was the offense when Giannis couldn't be that yeah. driving force, and Giannis to his credit had extended his game to like willing to take threes. Yes. Um, 
But Middleton has just that. He can take pick and rolls. Yeah. And do, like, come up and pull 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 off that, like, pick. And um, he was a really good passer, too, though. Yes. Like, yeah. he really was probably the better point guard for that team than Bledsoe. Um, and Bledsoe, like, is good in his own right. But I... I felt much better better about Milwaukee in the few close games they did have this year um, with Middleton handling the ball late than I did um, Bledsoe. I've seen Middleton hit bigger shots late in games than I have Bledsoe. Um, and then defensively, Middleton's really good on that side of the ball too. Um, he can pretty consistently guard the best wing on the other team. Um, or at worst, he'll guard the second best and then be a great help defender. So, like, he really does have that versatility. Um, that CP3 is still really good on ball. Um, and some of the other guys we'll talk about, like, even if they are good defensively, like, they don't have the versatility that Middleton showed me this year. And I'll, I'll give just a slight bit more credit to that and the overall team success. Yeah. Because, like, third team is just kind of... I guess pick them like how, yes. however you want. Yes. Um, Milton really could be considered for second team if Anthony Davis, I think, was a center for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because good lord, like he was. Milton yeah. was better than like guys like Paul George this year. Yeah, he was. Like just straight up, it's not even a conversation. Um, I don't know. I, it's an interesting pick. Uh, I also, as my other forward, I have Siakam. Hmm. So Middleton, yeah. Siakam for my forwards, and your guards are. So my guards were Simmons, Middleton. Okay. My forwards were Siakam, and then Brandon Ingram. Interesting. Okay. So he was the MIP, um, and he he's qualifying for this also because to do what he did offensively, and again everyone knew he was the only guy on that team who could really do something with the ball in his hands um, consistently. Um, Drew Holiday is is good, but to to an extent, like Brandon Ingram really was the consistent offense for that team. Um, I everyone knew it. He still got like twenty five a game. Um, he played defense, even if it's not elite. He still played defense. Um, he was a good passer. Like he was a good playmaker, and it wasn't just for getting himself shots. It was for you know getting other guys good looks or open looks too. So I think that deserves a lot of credit. Um, I wish, and I don't know if this would have changed if Zion would have played more. I would have loved to have seen it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it would have taken away from his candidacy on this spot for me a little bit because Zion would have been so good. It's like, okay, maybe I should give this to Tatum or Butler or something like that. Um, But we didn't, so it's almost in that way helping him. Um, Bad for the team, good for the individual award. But yeah, I I leaned Ingram here. He's one of my two who are like first off the list, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's just because I Siakam had that kind of year where he was most improved last year, but also in the conversation for most improved this year. Yeah. And just like incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's why he gets totally their agree. team. I, there's not another Raptor on this list, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I thought about Lowry. Um, so that, that's part of it. Um, he Siakam was just so good. He was. He he was a driving force on the team. Lowry may have actually been the team MVP, like just for that sole team. But like in terms of big picture view, like what he was doing, Siakam was um, all NBA. And then who's your center? My center is Bam Adebayo. Okay, so I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Um. So again, I left Embiid just off my all NBA teams altogether. Um. 
I didn't put him on. I put Sabonis on Ooh. as my center. Um, you, you listen to this, you start noticing the versatility here. Again, Sabonis doing everything um, <laughs> for Indiana. And there's like a matter of like, is he the center? Is Turner the center? I mean, they're both like 6'11", 240, 250. I'm, eh. Turner shoots more threes, honestly, um, than Sabonis. And Sabonis gets more rebounds. So almost sounds like Sabonis is more of the center, but whatever. I'm going to say Indiana plays two centers. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sabonis, like, he made all-star team this year. Um, was, like, the least likely person to make the all-star team. Yeah. Right? And he made it still. I would say, coming into the year, like, if you tell me Sabonis was an all-star, who got hurt? And, um, <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> um, but, no, he was really good. I mean, nearly averaging 20 points, um, mm. like, 12 and a half rebounds. Um I want to say a handful of assists a game. Like, yes, defensively he's not a great defensive center, but he's at least Jokic level of defensive um, in the way gets the rebound, so outlets it, gets him going. Um, reasonable and like drop coverages or pick and rolls. Like he can he can do generally what you ask him to do. He's not an elite, but he's a fine defender. Um, and then offensively like he really was so crafty and skilled like even though he only takes about one three a game on average um you know he's working inside and yet he always got to where he wanted to get to and scored um for an indiana team that didn't have great spacing um that probably gives me a little bit more favoritism towards him just because it's like oladipo was out for most of the year and when he was back he wasn't great um they, they needed like tj warren to be like really good so, um, Sabonis was significantly better than Turner or anyone else on that team all year. Indiana was a really good team. I'm going to lean the guy who kind of does everything for a really good team. Um, over Embiid, who, again, it's just the games played thing. Yeah. And then Gobert, I, yeah, defensively he was good. He wasn't great, but he was really good. And offensively, though, he just doesn't really do anything besides catch lobs. So, like, I can't really, I don't feel good about rewarding him. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that centers are really tough to pick because there's only three of them with every other position Mm. there's six so you have some leeway there with centers you kind of have to be really picky about who you are picking my considerations we talked i mentioned some of them so i had tatum ingram Mm -hmm. westbrook yeah westbrook was good he was good um sabonis who you talked about jimmy butler Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, and Kemba Walker. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. All those guys, like, in theory, all those guys could have made their team, for sure. Um, and you really wouldn't have had too many qualms about it. Um, so, yeah, I think all those are um, pretty fine. My list is a little longer. Um, this is just going from guards, forwards, centers, and within the guards or forwards, like, there's no particular order. Mm. just listing names. So, guards, Kemba, um, Trey Young gets a moment of consideration because of the stats, but sure. in all reality, like he wasn't going to make it. You can't be that bad. Um, Devin Booker. So his, again, it's the same Trey Young thing. Like I can't really, really consider him. Okay, but it wasn't. See, it he, was like a thought. He's like he averaged like twenty six, six and four though, um, and was the best playmaker on that team. So you know, like he just I, hasn't played in a meaningful NBA game yet. Like, I know. What's what's the closest meaningful hey, game he has hey, played? I get it. The Suns were better this year. Um, not not good, but better. I 
I I don't know how much more you can ask Devin Booker to do without letting him just go green light all the time. Like he's trying to be a good teammate. Um, the Suns are just a disaster. So that's a good point. I mean, if he tried a little bit more on defense. Yeah. Okay. I that that's definitely true. Um, <laughs> I I know that, but at the same time, when you have to do everything on offense, like it's harder. That's true. Um, that's that's, I mean, he was never gonna make it for me, but like, give thought, give him thought. give him the moment of yeah. like, okay. Um. Yeah, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Russell Westbrook. Um, probably of those, Walker, CP3, and Westbrook were probably the ones I consider the most. Um, but I guess everyone else got a thought, at least. Um, and then Tatum, Butler, George, Porzingis. Mm, for my forwards. Forwards, yeah. Um, Porzingis, I probably didn't play enough games. Um, but... At the same time, once he started heating up, though, at the end of the year, like, it, it was really cool. Um, George, same thing, games played. Butler was really good all year, really good playmaker for that team, but... Assists up this year. Yeah, he averaged, like, six rebounds, six assists um, on 20 points a game. Really good, really good Heat team, but um, I, I deferred otherwise. And then Jason Tatum, if he got to finish the season, he may have taken um, one of those spots from, like, Middleton or... Um, Ingram, but I couldn't give it to him. And then Gobert and Embiid as centers. Yeah, um, and we, and we yeah, kind of talked so. about them. Yeah, I mean, the, all NBA is hard to it pick. Is. Uh, I wish it was just more like wing. Can I just have five spots yeah. for every team? Yeah. And just let me say, like, who are the best 15 players in the league this year? I mean, that's what the all-star game is essentially now, but whatever. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, this is a fun podcast, Matt. Yeah, I I sincerely hope the lead league at some point safely mm. picks back up and we can do this again. Um, well, for potential real, for real. potential just editing um, a few picks here and there, and Tatum you know becomes first team all, all NBA. <laughs> but you know if it doesn't, then I think this is pretty accurate. Yeah, I feel good outside of the one Embiid pick, but. I guess I'll just live with it. It's in it's, never bet on Philly, Ryan. It's in the digital world now. <laughs> I have two two Philly people in second Ugh, team NBA, all God. NBA. I You're feel cursed. Dis- yeah, I feel disgusted with myself. I can't do anything about. You're it. You're trying to get a job from Elton Brand. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me please help you with constructing your team and understanding the analytics of. Ryan's hey. just gonna it hack Elton Brand's computer <laughs> on draft night and take over and be like, "You're not drafting another center." <laughs> no more big man who can't shoot and can defend like crazy. He's like the Sam Presti of big man. <laughs> yeah, he is right. Like Sam Presti only um, drafts lanky guards who can't shoot. Well. Elton Branch is like, give me an extra five inches and 50 pounds, and I'm doing the exact same thing. Drafted. Welcome to Philly. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to episode 68. Uh, we will see you back for uh, our next episode. I don't know when or what we'll be talking about, but we will have an episode the next episode, Matt. Yeah, we will. See you then. Yeah.